Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome all. I could not be more thrilled than the guest that I have with us today. We are spending time with the, in the superstar series here on the, in the space that we have together. And at the Mike Ferry system, we have uh, had the good fortune of seeing some incredible agents just become truly, literally superstars in the industry. And I'm excited about Brian Ogletree being here with us today. Brian, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, it's, it's one of those things, Brian, where we, uh, you know, we have such an existing strong customer base and so many people that tune into our messages each week that, you know, the great results from someone like you that have built this basically from the ground up, right? Um, sure. Tell everybody a little bit who you are, where you work, where your marketplace is. So I'm Brian Ogletree. Um, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. So it's small, mid- or not small, but Midwest town. So small price point. Um, but um, I've lived, born and raised here. Um, I have a small team. Um, I have a, a buyer's agent, a listing coordinator, and a transaction coordinator. And uh, that's about the extent of it. Wow. So you're, you're in the Dayton, Ohio area. Now, how big of an area do you cover? What's the population there now? Um, so we've got about half a million people. Um, mm-hmm. In, in our MLS and about 4,000 agents service half a million people. Okay, so about 4,000 agents. So typically quite a few agents for the, for the populations there. And how many mm-hmm. transactions take place in the, in the marketplace there every year? Um, so I think last year we had 16,000 transactions. Okay, yeah. And your, your projected uh, transaction count for this year is gonna be? 170. Yeah, so you're on track for 170. Yes. And one thing I know about you is, um, like many of our great superstar Mike Ferry agents, uh, you weren't born into this thing with a silver spoon in your mouth in real estate, were you? <laughs> no, no, far from it. Yeah. So, what's the average sales price there in town? So, for us, it's one hundred eighty thousand. One hundred eighty thousand bucks, yep. right? So, your average commission is fifty four hundred. Yeah. So it's not like one of these places either where you're on East or West Coast where you have these, you know, 30 and $40,000 commissions either. No, no. Now I've been very fortunate and my coach has really been pushing me to, to emphasize on the higher end. Um, so while, while our average, our average is about 180,000 and that check is about 5,400 uh, as of right now, that was my average last year, but this year we're tracking a lot higher. So um so well, tell Larry, me a little more about that. So you made a decision in a in a just a modest, you know, it's in the middle mm-hmm. part of the country, right? Uh, sure. Modest space, at, you know, one hundred eighty thousand dollars sales price. You made a decision mm-hmm. to press uh, your commissions up. What what are you doing about that? So when we, you know, when we take a new listing, um, we we always emphasize the, the the bigger bigger side of it. And what I mean by that is if if we take something higher end for higher end for us is you know four hundred plus, mm-hmm. um, which that's probably the average for or or low average for some other agents. Right. But we, we spend a lot more time prospecting, doing just list of just solds. Um, you know, we try to prioritize those. I mean, we could we could all spend time at the hundred eighty thousand dollar price point and maybe even do a few more transactions. But we're trying to grow um, and push because, you know, at that price point, sometimes the, the work becomes a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean it, those people typically have their stuff together a little more. And so, 
um, sometimes the work becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. So you, you have like, so you take, you'll take $180,000 listing. Is that what I'm sure. hearing? Absolutely. Then when you get a house that's 400,000, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. make a few more just listed, just sold calls. Absolutely. A more Absolutely. Okay. We so try to get, we try to get that business to replace itself as it comes out. So, so a little more intentional in your approach and then there's some activities behind it. And have you noticed that your, your average price has been pushing up? It has, it has. Good for you. Well, it's just a smart thing to do, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so, so far this year, our, our average check this year is about 7,500. So, um, which is almost 50% more than what it was last year. Um, but we're going to try to keep pushing it and make that our new minimum and keep pushing forward. Not to say that I would turn another listing down because that's certainly not the case. I mean, uh, this morning we had 725 active properties on the market and that's in a four county area. So it's like a big portion of the world. If you get a listing today, you're going to get it sold, right? And yeah. you have to do your work there, right? Yeah, sure. for sure. Where do you get most of your business, Brian? Past clients and center of influence, hands down. By, by a big percentage or? Yeah, we're about 67% PCSOI. Wow. So you're about 60, 60 to 70% of your business coming from your center of influence. Do you have a big database? Um, we're, we're just over a thousand people in our database. Now we've been spending some time cleaning that out because I've got some people in there that I haven't heard from, been able to communicate with or talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not going to have them in there just to have them in there. So, but we're keeping it pretty consistent right around a thousand. Um, you know, with, with 10% of your database is going to move every year. I mean, that's that's a hundred deals right on my database every year. Should yeah. be. And you're getting, you might, you're, it sounds like you're getting that percentage. You're getting that 10% sure. margin out of your database. Sure. You know, so many of our clients resist that at all costs. Like they really resist the database. Why have you grabbed a hold of it so well? I don't know that I've even grabbed a hold of it as well as I should have. Okay. And I mean, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of my biggest fears have been what, you know, and I've worked with my coach on this. What if I call them and they don't like the house and they're upset with me? And, you know, quite simply, my coach told me, he said, well, just ask them if they want to sell it. Okay. So you had to overcome fears like uh, a lot of our clients do. You know, you, you sell them a house and they move in. What if I call them and follow up and they're not happy in some way? Sure. And then uh, your coach, who's your coach again? Larry Kozak. Of course, Larry. So yeah. Larry, good advice would be for you to just approach him and say, hey, would you like to sell the home then? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let's find you something else. Okay. And so you're actively kind of uh, taking people that shouldn't be in there out, but you've mm-hmm. kept it around this thousand person uh, mark for a while. Yeah, we've been about a year. I mean, I've got some, um, some clients that have passed away. Um, I've got some clients that have moved out of the area. Obviously they're not going to buy if they're living in Florida or Texas or Connecticut. Um, so, I mean, people come and go. Yeah, good for you. Boy, that's one piece. If we could get everyone to pay attention to that, we, we certainly would. Now, you you weren't always a real estate agent. How long have you been in the industry? Uh, I got my license in 2006. So right, as, right about the time when the market started to crash, I got my license. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trial by Actually, fire. there's probably a benefit in that, wasn't there? <laughs> it, it was because, honestly, the, the everything was falling around me and I didn't know any better. Yeah. You just learned how to work with people right away. Sure. And what did you do before? before you started selling real estate? So I worked in a factory for, I went to trade school in high school, um, was, a, was a tool maker, machinist. Um, we, we did some, uh, a lot in the aerospace industry and automotive industry. Um, in 2007, I was gonna be a police officer, so I took my police academy in 2007. Um, so I've got a little bit of law enforcement background, a lot of manufacturing. Um, you know, in aerospace, it's all about the details. 
Uh, law enforcement's the same way. It's all about the details. And I think that's one thing that's really helped me become a better listener because you can't go into a situation when you're in law enforcement just spouting things off. You've got to listen to find out what's going on. And okay. same thing so with real estate. So you had two very detail-oriented, you know, professions sure. before law enforcement and then, you know, manufacturing. And I imagine there's some, you know, in that type of manufacturing, it was pretty specific. You didn't have a lot of margin for error. Right? No. And no. then you're saying that that helped you become a better listener in the real estate world. Absolutely. Tell me a yeah. little more how that translates. It was, in the manufacturing, it was funny. When I first started, um, one of the, the old guys that was teaching me, and I say old, I mean, at the time I was 22 and he was 65. Right. And we were paid piecework, not unlike real estate. You get paid for every house you sell, but in manufacturing, we got paid for every part that we produced. And it was very high production. We would run 900 pieces a night and I couldn't get, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't make my money. And I went to my senior and I said, listen, I said, I can't, I can't do this. I can't make my money. And he said, learn how to do the job right. And the money will come just very candidly, very, you know, plain, and that holds true today. It holds true with real estate. If you learn how to do the job right, you take care of a client, the money will come. So, wow. You know, I mean, it, it's such a straightforward, you know, you're so straightforward about it, which, which I just love. But then it's such a profound thing that you're saying is that if you just learn how to do our job right, sure, the money will come. And how, so how'd you go about in the Mike Ferry system? How'd you go about learning to do the job right? Well, I've got, I got this little script book here on my desk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but, but honestly, we started with, with the scripts. We started with role play and practice. We, we, we implemented that. And then we started connecting the dots between the more, the more intense my practice become, the, the better the results. And, and then, then as you start to get higher and higher complacency, sometimes build because, oh, look what I'm doing now versus where I was 10 years ago. Now I'm trying to look forward to how do I get to, you know, the proverbial next level. What's the next level? How do I get there? So, but the funny thing is, it's it still skills. You can about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's still skills. It's still practice. It's still role play. It's still talk to more people. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have even. I know you're who your coach Larry was when I saw that because he has that sign behind him all the time that just directs back to talk to more people and you know. Um, uh, pr pretty straight ahead there too, but it is so you know, true. Isn't funny it? thing about that is a mastermind call. Everybody was kind of complaining about their business when COVID hit and uh, the business was tanking. And I just grabbed a, a scrap sheet on the backside. I wrote, talk to more people. And I held it up for our, our Zoom meeting for, for our mastermind call. And that's been on my board for probably two or three years now. Just right. basic and yeah. In fact, we've heard Mike publicly, just recently publicly announced saying, you know, the, the, the shortage of inventory in this current environment has a lot to do with us real estate agents because we don't flat talk to enough people. Sure. So not enough people know what the opportunities are out there today in, in the world, right? Well, Antonio, you told me this. I went to a prospecting clinic you, you and uh, Mitch put on in, in Vegas some year ago, and you had told us that the first 10 contacts you make pay your bills. Pay your business bills. Second, ten contacts pay your office bills, or your bills. I'm sorry. And then the third, con third set of ten contacts pay your pay for your dreams. And that, I mean that holds true. Yeah, it, it's so true. And most people usually quit if they do any prospecting at all. Sure. Way early in that ten, ten, and ten, right? Sure. Yeah. 
So what are you working on now? Like what, what do you, you haven't anything that really you're challenged against or you've run up against that you're really having to put your back into it to make a change in your business right now? Um, so as we, you know, you hit maximum efficiency. I think every agent can only do so many deals personally. And then you, you branch off and your, your team members are handling certain amount of transactions and, you know, they reach their maximum efficiency. So keeping them trained, keeping them retained, keeping them engaged in the goals and then bringing somebody else in without offending the other ones. That's really what we're working on right now. Okay. And so to describe it for all of us, uh, what, what's your team look like today? So I have a listing coordinator and a transaction coordinator. So they're my, you know, nine to five, um, Monday through Friday. And they handle, you know, their the listing coordinator handles all the listings from ordering photography, marketing, and that type of thing. Transaction coordinator makes sure we hit all of our dates. We stay on our, on our tasks. Um, then I have a buyer's agent and I only have one. And last year we did 141 deals with myself and a buyer's agent. Wow. And yes. So to get to 175, I mean, we're looking to add a second buyer's agent before July. Um, but trying to, to make sure that every, I don't, I don't say comfortable, but it's, it's tough because when you add another buyer's agent, they feel like that the first one feels like they're having something taken away from them. But the reality is there's so much business out there. Even if we were the only two agents in the whole marketplace, we couldn't handle it. Wow. So you, you, yeah, this is great. So you, just the two of you do 141 transactions basically with some support staff. And then you recognize we need to expand some more and you're, 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 you've got on this goal sheet to bring in another buyer's agent and you're trying to make sure to have that retention there and they have the training and the expectations are set. Right. Um, Many of us didn't start this business uh, planning on being big leaders. Did we? No, no. That's, that's been a difficult thing to do, but I mean, it's, um, it comes with experience. It comes with time in the business. I mean, I, I look back when I first got started, my first joint coaching, I was doing 38 deals a year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And now here you are and you've got, you've got staff that, that are, that you're responsible for. And sure. not, not just them, but their families too. I mean, their, their paychecks feed their families, yeah. you know, pays their house payment, pays their car payments, mm-hmm. you know, so you're looking to expand on the buyer side, open that up a little bit more because you realize sure. you've got more leads than, than a single buyer's agent could handle. Is there anywhere mm-hmm. else that you're trying to get listing business right now that you that you maybe haven't been? So we, we, we really started this year in the last probably four to five months, we started adding more probate. Okay. And I was really surprised that how many probate attorneys don't have real estate agents they work with on a regular basis. You're kidding. And it's, it's we We've got, um, we pick up two new probate attorneys and they're literally sending us everything. So even if it's just as well as going out and doing a property evaluation, um, which kind of gives us the first, first crack to look at the house, what's coming on the market, who knows, maybe we have a buyer for it mm-hmm. um, or, you know, it turns into a listing for us. Wow. So you've started to expand into the probate world a little bit. And the first thing you noticed right away is they, how few of them had an actual real estate agent that they, they relied on. Sure. Wow, yeah. there's an open end to the to the listing side of things. There's probably more attorneys in my marketplace than there are real estate agents. <laughs> okay, that might not be too far anywhere right now. Probably, right? Yeah. 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 So, when you build that business, that table of business, and you have the legs on the table. Now, probate's not going to take care of everything, mm-hmm. but it, it's an, it's another leg on the table. So when when expires dry up in the summertime because nobody's taking their house off the market, then probate keeps the table from tipping over. 
uh, it's so great to find that balance, which which so few agents have. Is that you know, um, you've seen it one sided, one you know, one path to their inventory, one path to their listings, and if that path gets a little bit off in any way, then we're here. We are not you know, we have no listings, right? Sure. Yeah. So if you had some advice, you know, this is one thing when we get to the superstar status, first of all, you have to think about that the number of agents that are on track for 170 transactions in a given year gets to a really small number. And then it seems like you've resisted the urge and tell me if I'm wrong to, you know, have 98 agents working for you to do it. Have you been, have you had those thoughts? Have you thought about some big, huge team at all? I don't want that. I don't, because when you're getting back to the, the managerial side of it, you know, when you're, that's too much for me to manage. And I, I don't, uh, I'm not saying I couldn't hire somebody to do it, but again, that's adding a position, that's adding a payroll, that's adding an expense. You know, I'm, I'm very comfortable at 100, 140 deals, 170 deals. Those are great numbers. Okay. You know, we're doing it very efficiently. And I want to continue the efficiency aspect of it because it's, it's cheaper to do business that way. Yeah, you keep, you know, and you keep talking transactions when most of the world, you know, outside of the Mike Ferry world, but most of the rest of the world that's listening in on this, watching this, uh, they they talk about dollar volume. Sure. So help us understand why you focus on transactions instead of the dollar volume. Because prices are fluid. Prices go up and down. Mm -hmm. So you can make a lot of money in the last 24 months because prices have been high. But if you take your eye off the ball on the transaction aspect of it, now suddenly prices adjust, they go down 10%. You don't have the ability to, to recoup the income unless you know how to do the transactions. Oh, boy. You know, we've had, you've heard Mike's message then because we've had a lot of agents, even in the MFO world that had their best income year ever and they did less transactions. Sure. I, I would consider that a, a failure. Okay, you see that as a failure. If I'm doing less deals, even though my bottom line, my money was better, um, right. it wasn't- It good. was better. Learn how to do the job right, and the money will come. Oh, such good advice, I got to tell you. You know, uh, anybody that's paying attention to this ought to listen to this message a few times. If you've had some some other thoughts going on in your head, that's for sure. What advice would you give? You know, um, we've got people that are involved at a high level with us. Some many people that are just checking us out. What advice would you give for people tuning into what we're doing here today? The blueprint for success has already been printed. And you can buy a copy for $650 a month. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. you know, coaching is very, um, I, I always tell people because when I'm on a listing appointment, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I have a real estate coach. And they kind of look at me like I have three eyes or something, you know, but Tom Brady, who just retired, mm -hmm. has had a coach his entire life. He did not become the greatest of all time by just, oh, I'm going to get up and throw five touchdown passes and go sit down and don't tell me what I'm doing wrong. So, you know, I can't, I can't imagine where I would be. I, I probably wouldn't be in the business. I probably would have got washed out had I not had the direction um, from MFO. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, the blueprint has already been cast and it cost you $650 a month to be in a coaching program with MFO and don't look back. Thank you. Thanks for that. Right. Well, I have to tell you, this is this is a treat for me. I could we could go on for hours and hours. It's a it's a treat to see what you're doing. Thank you for being true to the to the craft and, and supporting the industry that's in that we're all in so well. Brian, I couldn't thank you enough for the time we spent together today. Thank you for the opportunity and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.